Welcome to Corazon Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Nicholas Nedaleski. Nicholas Nedaleski is the founder and sole owner of Foodies, a food-focused digital brand and content platform. He has built the Foodies team and social media presence into what it is today, collaborating with creative teams globally to produce viral content. In addition to his work with Foodies, Nicholas is a seasoned real estate developer with extensive experience in placemaking and community building. He is currently developing Eagle Landing, a large mixed-use development in Oregon that will feature an experimental live work-play environment. Well, good afternoon, Nick. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. You're very, very welcome. Love doing this every single day. My audience is tired of me saying it, but I just really am jazzed. I have a lot of enthusiasm for meeting new people and listening to their story because every guest here has had an awesome and unique story that we've been able to share. So Nick, jumping right into your questions, let's talk about your career in business, digital branding, hospitality, real estate, now the founder and owner of Foodies. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? So originally I've started in real estate development. We built large multifamily lifestyle communities. So more than just housing and trying to incorporate all the pieces to make things collaborative. And the thing I've learned through real estate is that it's very applicable to all things in life because all you're trying to learn is human behavior and how to appeal better to people and how to make lifestyle better. So whether you're making an app or you're... Um, chef or anything else, you're always trying to tap back into that psyche. So it was a great foundation point for just about anything I've been able to do since then. I still work in real estate development as well, but um, I have shifted more of my focus now onto this application. And I think that it's a great segue from one to the next, even in the way that you build apps. I never thought a lot into it, but it's very similar to how you build a building. So it's been a good experience so far. That's awesome. And I imagine in the real estate market, this gives you a little bit more flexibility to do this, correct, with your business. So that's awesome. And I love nothing more than to see people uh, tell their story of how they went from, you know, working out of their basement or their garage into the next big thing. And that's just so awesome. So thank you for sharing. And Nick, we are going to jump into your next question here. We want to know what the genesis behind Foodie is. And did you have other similar ventures prior to Foodie is? You know, Foodias was the first of its kind as far as um, moving myself into mobile applications. It came more out of that necessity. It was the looking into the fridge aimlessly and just going, well, what do I make now? And, you know, this is ridiculous. Why, why, why can't I figure this out? So it kind of came into that idea of, well, why can't we figure it out? So I started diving into the world of applications and I quickly learned that it's a lot more complicated than I thought. And in a lot of ways, a lot simpler. The coding and development and finding the right team is always a challenge, but some of the thought processes are very simple in nature. And a lot of our goal in Foodias has been to keep things simple along the way, not to make it very techy. And I think that's played well into my strength of not being techy, trying to find ways to make things simple, easy for people to digest and just easy to use on a daily basis. We don't want it to be a lifestyle app where you really have to put a lot of work into it every day. It should be fun, simple, playful, but very effective. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate that, your perspective. And again, we talk to a lot of technologists here on the show, but we do like to hear the perspectives of those that aren't in technology every single day. And that's why we just enjoy the diversity of our podcast. And Nicholas, 
what are your growth plans for Foodies in the next three to five years? Different markets, other strategies? You know, a lot of the growth is going to begin just in English speaking countries. Well, we want to be able to maximize on that. And for a few reasons, one is uh, obviously a language barrier. But then secondly, when you're getting into other countries, you're not just dealing with the next language. You're also dealing with different pantries. You're dealing with different cultures. You're dealing with different cooking styles. So there's a lot to digest when you move into those other markets. And as we do move into those, we have to be very cautious to make sure that we have the right people on board and we're targeting the right things to be able to create a great continuum of experience. Currently, the focus is back into the English-speaking markets, specifically you know, North America and then over into the UK, maybe a little into Australia. Trying to be able to get our mind around how to best serve those clients and how to really create a stellar experience. And then from there, letting the experience branch out into these other markets as we see fit. Love the strategy. And obviously, there's a lot of Culture differences when the language changes, sometimes it's not necessarily Australia is obviously a little different than the United States. But I think that's great. The strategy that you are using to adapt and get ready to move into those other markets. So thank you for sharing that. And Nick, this is our last question of the day, but it is a tech podcast, as I mentioned, and and publication. You're obviously leveraging some of that new and emerging tech in your tech stack with your app. And you don't have to get into the weeds. We get it. But is there anything you might be able to share with us today? Yeah, absolutely. There is some tech that we're using outside of our own. Majority, though, we have created ourselves. I think that is actually an oversight that a lot of companies make is building your own tech. Because when you don't have a lot of your own tech as the core technology then you're subject to whoever you're working with. And those companies go out of business and they transition. Sometimes they move their APIs private. So it's a big risk to put out your main stack out in those directions. We keep things internal for the most part. The only things that you would technically outsource would be things like Firebase, which everyone uses. It's great for user analytics, things of that nature. But some of the other things is we are looking to incorporate some chat GPT components back into and some of our premium features. I think it's a great tech. We think that they put it a lot of time and resources back behind it, but it's a great addition to what we're doing, but not the core technology. So I think that any way that you can kind of control that piece, the better off you are. So a lot of it is just built internally and then we host our systems on AWS from there. Thank you. And that's helpful. Uh, it's helpful for our entire audience. And we got a lot of technologists, but we have people again that are non-technical and want to understand what people are doing as far as their business. And obviously if you can plug into some APIs like ChatGPT, you can maximize or elevate your business or, you know, make it be more efficient for what you're doing as a a entrepreneur and and help out maybe staff and other people that you might outsource to. So I appreciate the share. And Nick, it was such a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Awesome. Thanks again, Brian. Bye for now. Bye for now.